Here we go again. This is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. I'm Norm along with Mike. It is Sunday, December 5th, 2021. Those red-hot maple leafs subdued just a little bit in St. Paul, Minneapolis, whichever side of the river they play on. 4-3, the wild stay hot six in a row for the Minnesota club. The Leafs uh, lose for the first time in a long time. A five-game win streak ended, but that's okay. They got a point. And they dug back after falling behind 3-0 in a game that Mike and I are completely concerned about. Isn't that correct, Mr. A? Go crazy. Go nuts. Sh sh be, fr be frantic. Show your anxiety over this team, Mike. Good morning, Norm. Um, well, I, okay. I, I think that the early part of the game was something to be concerned about. Um, the latter part of the game is something that, you know, we've seen over the most of the season where, you know, uh, within a span of, I think it was six and a half minutes, the Leafs crawled back from three, nothing, uh, to tie at three, three played a pretty good third period, survived a five on three, uh, penalty late in the late in regulation. I mean, all in all over the, the total of the, of the contest, you know, the Leafs, um, played well enough to win. Um, the, the start was a little bit of a concern, but it was sort of an oddball game where, like, you know, goals are going off of, you know, Justin Hall's skate and, uh, you know, puck off the post where Campbell doesn't have a chance uh, to, to, make the, to make the save. I mean, you know, it, it, and the Spezza goal was a little uh, oddball as well, the first Spezza goal. But, you know, they, they earned a point, and I think that was the focus, the positive aspect that Sheldon Keefe looked at after the game is – they could have very easily folded up the tent and saved you know, their energy for tonight against Winnipeg. Uh, instead, they came back. They tied the game. They earned a point. They almost won it in overtime, and that was their first shootout of the season. And they obviously, I thought, looked a little rusty in the shootout and didn't have the the services of one of their best shootout guys in Spezza because he, I guess, took a stinger uh, of you know, his uh, – arm was uh, a little withered after the game because of a slash from Jonas Brodeen and he's okay apparently but uh, that that deprived the Leafs of somebody that you normally use in the shootout this is the combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London Ontario oakridgeford.com looking for a vehicle get at me the Leafs combo at gmail.com or you can reach me on Twitter at I am Norman James go ahead and uh, touch base through community on the YouTube platform YouTube.com slash the Leafs convo. The Leafs were out physical uh, against the Wild. To be expected, the Wild are a bit of a crash and bang team, but they score a ton of goals. I really like the the, the way they play hockey. I also like the way the Leafs do things. Um, when the Leafs don't win, we can look at some of the aspects that may have contributed to that failure. Mm -hmm. We know the Leafs aren't a... Uh, physically dominant team they're never going to get in your face ever um, they've been on a run they seem to have been able to uh, you know dictate the play over this this last month going eight one and one over the past ten playing really really well doing it their way but do you do you feel like at some point the lease will have to add another dimension um, another aspect, another level to the game beyond just the skill set, just beyond just the the ability to, uh, to to bring people out of their seats in order 
to to finally take that step to really be prepared to be successful um, when the the brightest lights shine on this team, and that's when the playoffs begin. Well, you can see it from what's happened over the last couple of years with Tampa Bay. I mean, I, somebody was making a comment, well, Tampa Bay was the two-time, you know, COVID Stanley Cup champion. The, the Stanley Cup championship counts the same damn way, so please shut up. Um, the, you know, but they lost to Columbus because Columbus played a sort of physical style against them, and they didn't have a response. They went out, they get Bogosian, they get – uh, 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 Barkley Goudreau, they get Blake Coleman. Um, you know, they've they added some role players and it helped them win and it helped them win two, two cups in a row. Mm -hmm. You see these teams and Minnesota last night showed, you know, they're a very diverse team. They have a strong defense. Their goaltending isn't particularly good. And I think that's going to hold them back because <clears throat> Cam Talbot and Capo Kakin and are, are not to my mind are not a, are not a high level, uh, goal goaltending pairing, but their good defense is good, uh, and their forwards they they have offensive guys like Kaprizov and like Zuccarello who can score, and they also have guys who can play physically. And that line with uh, I think it was Felino Greenway and Joel Erickson Eck, um, they for the first half of the game they dominated the Leafs. I mean Greenway is a beast, uh, and he he beat he beats on players, and he he knocked. Uh, Austin Matthews over and yeah, I, I'll give credit to Wayne Simmons and Michael Bunting for responding against Greenway and Marcus Felino and uh, the, uh, you know, Felino um, may get suspended by the league for leaving the ice before the fight with Simmons. And then Felino later in the game plows over Jack Campbell with nary a response. Um, that's a concern because the teams in the Leafs division that they're likely going to have to face in the first round, Florida spe specifically with guys like Sam Bennett, uh, with guys like, uh, you know, Sam Reinhardt's not a big player, but, you know, former Leaf and Mason Marchment, who's a physical guy, Ryan Lomberg. You know, these are guys who who can get physical, who do get physical and impose their, their physicality and their will against mm -hmm. the, the opposition. And you have to have a response. Now you could say, well, the Leafs did have a response. It's Wayne Simmons. It's Michael Bunting. Michael Bunting's five foot ten. Uh, Wayne Simmons is a fourth line guy who last night was pressed into a more of a bigger <clears throat> because of the Marner injury. Um, so I, I think the Leafs and the Kyle Dubas. I'm sure he knows this. Maybe he has to find somebody who can play a little more physically and play in a top nine role. You know, Pierre Engvall, Ilya Mikheyev. They're big guys. They're not. They don't play big. And that's what you need. You need somebody who plays big. And they don't have many players who do. And I think you have to have that kind of response in the during the regular season and in the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see as the season unfolds further, which one of these two dudes, Engvall or Mikheyev, will emerge to the greater extent, who will not only show that they're developing, but grab a role take on a role, create their own persona, their, um, create their own style of game that will lend to the overall success of the Maple Leafs. Because uh, that's essentially what Kyle Dubas is, is uh, facilitating here. You've got the big four, you've got the, the, the young defensemen who've come up through the system, people he, he's brought on, and acquisitions um, that were made long ago with the idea that they would be um, uh, more than just passengers 
um, in this endeavor. So, you know, that remains to be seen. Just a couple of stats from last night. Uh, the Leafs and Wild, 42 to 40 shots, um, pretty close on the faceoff. The Leafs, two for five on the power play, continuing their professional capability with the man advantage over the last little while. I mean, it's been, what, 30% or something like that, which is yeah. good. That's that's all you need to do. Just, just score. Score once every, you know, three and a, a few times that you're on the power play. Give yourself a chance to win, and, and the success is, is evident. Um, just a couple other things. Uh, the Leafs out hit 15 to four. I don't know if the Leafs will ever be a crash and bang hit, hit, hit team. I'm just concerned that at some point when the, when they start gripping their sticks too tight and teams are checking them a little harder and the puck isn't going in the same way it has been over the past three weeks to a month, then what are you left with? Right. And then when you get into the playoffs, I'm sorry, man, it's not going to be some, uh, knock them down 10, eight game. These are going to be tight ones. And, uh, even if you go up three, one in a series, the, the the complexion of of the of the uh, event can change and we saw that um and had they just knocked some blocks off again that game five um the Leafs would have been able to to, to beat the Habs and move on but uh, yeah all in all the team's playing really well and um they they did it last night without number 16 and and that's the the other topic that you and I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about so why don't you just get us up to speed? Um, on where Mitch is as of today, what you're hearing from the Leafs or what you're not hearing from the Leafs, and maybe you can just dial it back a little bit as to how this whole thing happened. Well, let, let me just let me just touch on two things quickly. One, Ilya Mikheyev and Pierre Engvall are effective players, but I think they are what they are. You know, it's like, you know, I, I they're they're in their they're in their mid twenties. They're they're fully yeah. formed players. I don't think all of a sudden they're going to become. That's why, like, Ilya Mikheyev is not going to be a top six forward who scores thirty goals. I mean, I think he's got talent. I think he's an effective player. I just don't think that they, you know, they're going to be anything more than they are right now, which is good. But it's not yeah. what it's not what they need. The other thing, the power play, J, the power play didn't skip a beat, and Jason Spezza stepping in for Mitch Marner. Um, I mean, honestly, I'd be prepared to make Jason Spezza a permanent part of that power play and make the second power play a little more effective because the second power play with, you know, uh, with Engvall and Bunting and Richie, there really isn't much of a weapon there. And, you know, maybe you move a Nylander or a Marner down to that line because they, they didn't skip a beat. Yeah. With with Spezza now, and Spezza created the, the 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 tying goal with Matthew. What is it about Jason Spezza that transforms that unit from uh, one with capability but not putting up to one with capability and producing? Well, um, I mean, he you know he's got a much bigger shot than Mitch Marner. Marner is a great playmaker, and maybe they think that that dynamic. Um, you know, it, it didn't seem to hurt yes, uh, yesterday because, you know, Nealander is a good playmaker. Matthews and Tavares are no slouches either. And, you know, Spezza provides that second uh, uh, big shot uh, on the, uh, you know, along with Matthews. So you got, um, I got them on both sides. And you know, this is nothing, I mean, the, the, the power play with Marner was going great as well. I just see Spezza doing that well on the on that first power play, and I know that they want to limit his ice time in terms because he's because he is in his late thirties and he can't play, you know, seventeen eighteen minutes a night. He has to play probably twelve to thirteen to be most effective. Uh, going to Marner, um, there was a a collision at 
practice on Friday between him and Jake Muzzin. They showed the video a couple times, and you know, obviously Marner was not exactly pleased that he collided with Muzzin. Uh, he collided with somebody earlier in training camp uh, at practice and ended up playing. I think I was at the beginning of the year. Um, this one, um, even though Sheldon Keefe said it was going to be a game time decision regarding Marner, even even up to um, uh, the morning, uh, the optional morning skate in Minnesota, um, he didn't play. And now Keefe, after the game, said that he's not going to play against Winnipeg. So they're, you know, Elliot Friedman said that they're they're practicing caution because obviously Marner is an important part of this team. So, but there's no indication of what exactly the injury is. I mean, is mm-hmm. it is it just is it a bruise? Is it a you know a, a sprain? Is it, we don't know. So they're not being really specific. And what do you think, Mike, about that? This mysterious approach. We'll we'll leave it up to you to figure it out. But we're just not going to tell you. Well, I think that usually they're very forthcoming when it comes to the injury. They, I think that the. So sort what does of, that tell you? Well, it's. I think that they really don't know. And now, I, you know, Marner's on the trip with them. They're coming back to Toronto uh, after the game tonight. So I would assume Monday you're probably going to see Marner get an MRI of, or some sort of examination, mm-hmm. closer examination. And they'll have a, a greater idea of what's going on. I mean, Keith said, Keith said um, he doesn't expect it to be a long-term thing, but he expected it to be a game-time decision, and then he's out the weekend. So I, I think that right now they don't know what's going on, and it's right for them to practice caution because don't throw them out there and injure whatever is being injured or whatever is injured even more. But I think it's cause for a little bit of concern, and we'll only find out uh, early, this, early uh, next week. Yeah, we know that Marner was upset because he got caught off guard with his head down or he had his bell rung uh, when he least expected it. And it was a shock. It's all, it's happened to every one of us. I had a one guy run a pick on me at work um, by mistake. And it, you know, he's huge. He rung my bell and I was kind of pissed that he was there. It's not his fault. It's not my fault, but I'm not just going to go, Oh, that's okay. When my, I'm seeing stars in this circumstance, you know, Marner, call him a baby, call him a, uh, you know, petulant brat or whatever, but I'm I'm sorry if anybody gets their bell rung when they least expect it and in the heat of the play, um, you're going to lash out whether it's right or not. Doesn't really matter because it's it's limited. Um, it's just you know to to swear and you know react to to the moment. And I'm sure Jake Muzzin and uh, Mitch Marner have cooled things over. It wasn't like there was an issue to begin with, but. You know, in the heat of the moment, we move on. It's interesting to see some of the comments in the chat here. You know, people ridiculing Mitch over something like this. Um, again, it just goes to show that there is a, um, you know, there's a perception of the guy. And I don't know if we're, we're still pissed off with him from yeah. you know, his lack of production in the playoffs and how shitty he started. Uh, but everything, um, I guess, for the most part over the last little while seems to have calmed and Maybe there's a bit of a detente between, you know, the Nylander and the Marner factions and just, the, you know, the general discontentment um, that surrounds the team. So hopefully, you know, uh, he gets back on the ice because they need him and, and he needs to be playing uh, because, you know, you'll have people complaining about, uh, hey, he's a $11 million a year guy and he's injured. <laughs> That's not how you should be spending money. Um, 
but but anyhow, uh, the Leafs the Leafs have been looking really good, and uh, they've been scoring more goals. I mean, that what was that that eight three game against Colorado? Yeah. Not too long. Padding stats, seeing how well these guys can um, work together in situations where they are controlling the play. So really nice to see uh, Winnipeg tonight. And I don't want to date this too too much. However, um, you know, out of Minnesota into Winnipeg. Uh, they've had some success against them. They played them a gazillion times last season. Uh, without Marner tonight, um, who's in that? How do you think this team is lined up before puck drop? Well, um, I mean, Kasha came back yesterday after being out for, I think, three games. Morgan Riley had been dealing with, uh, after blocking a shot, I assume either a bruised foot or a bruised ankle or something like that, and they both played yesterday. Um, you could see uh, some players inserted in the lineup that didn't play yesterday, like Lilia Grin for Dermott or uh, Kyle Clifford. Joey Anderson didn't play a lot last night. So, you know, the, with back-to-back games, you always want to get the fresh players in there. Um, as for goaltender, Joseph Wall was dealing with some sort of issue during the week. Um, I mean, I heard everything from, you know, it was uh, you know some sort of minor injury to he was sick but non-COVID. Um, he made the trip, but Michael Hutchinson did as well. Um, I think there's a chance Hutchinson plays tonight because Wall um, is just coming back, and you know Hutchinson is a veteran guy, so I think there's a possibility uh, that he plays. And I know Lee fans want to hear that because Wall's three and zero, and but you don't want to throw a kid in there when he's not a hundred percent and whatever is going on. Um, uh, they, you know, they again, they were a little bit um, mysterious there with uh, in terms of uh, being forthcoming with whatever was going on with the wall, except for the fact that he practiced mm-hmm. on Friday and he, uh, but they did bring three goalies, and I think they bring three goalies for a reason because they're not 100% sure he's ready to go. And if that's the case, go with the go with the veteran and see if you can tough out a victory against the Winnipeg team that's sort of been up and down this year, but uh. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they blew out, I think it was Jersey um, earlier on Friday. So they're coming off, they're coming off a, a, a big game. Um, and uh, it should be an interesting contest. But, uh, yeah, as for, you know, we know Marner won't be in the lineup. And it's going to be – it's going to really be up to the, the core guys to step up uh, in the absence of Marner and, and uh, get the Leafs a victory. OG's oh, Converse, do you feel like the Leafs need Mitch Marner? to be successful. And when I say successful, go to the playoffs, make a run and win a cup. Do, do they need Mitch Marner to be, to do that? And, and I, I'm not saying no, because you can trade him and get someone 10 times better because we think he sucks, but another team thinks he's greater. That, that's not how it works. What minus Mitch with minus Mitch Marner is, are the Leafs better or worse? So we'll put up a poll um, in community. You guys can jump on that. Page views are up for the channel. We appreciate that very much. Um, our last bit of content, it's the tops on Leaf supremacy versus legitimacy plus the Olympic question. That's our last bit of content on YouTube before this one. I'll put up the post. We need more hits. We need more hits for it. Um, OG's converts uh, who won Leaf's combo hoodies, you'll be getting them shortly, and I will send you a confirmation of the tracking code to, to that that fires it out and and you know keeps some data on its process and we're going to be looking to um, 
create some new Leafs combo gear. So I'll, I'll run it past you, whether in community or I'll, I'll do something on Twitter or something like that. And you guys can let me know what you think of the gear that we'll have um, set up. And then if you guys want to make some purchases, you can. Again, just, just uh, so we're all on the same page. We're making no money off of it. And I know there's a real, uh, a lot of converts, or a lot of, not maybe converts, but people who consume content want it free. And you get it free, right? And we're, we're not looking for anything. If I build this stuff and create it and send it to you, we're doing it strictly at cost. And in most cases, I'm spending the money out of my own pocket to have it shipped to you. So we'd like you to uh, to, to think about um, you know grabbing some gear from us just so you can represent us. It's not a money-making venture at all. We're, we're way too stupid to, to go down that road and obviously don't have the numbers that can uh, you know support some sort of enterprise. Uh, but who knows in the future? We'll, we'll see how it plays out. So, um, you know, Mike, one of the things about not having Marner or not having Matthews or having the the goaltending situation be a game time decision kind of thing is if the Leafs are going to be successful and considered an elite team, like a, a legitimately elite team that is consistent and that you are fearful of playing and that you are expecting to succeed, it can't be dependent on anybody, really. Like if Matthews is out, the Leafs need to press on and the, the expectation is that they're still going to be able to win. He is not, he cannot be the linchpin. In the like, and I know that McDavid is, but with Tampa, they could lose guys and go on, right? Well, they are. They have. I mean, they've lost Kucherov. They've lost Braden Point. They've been out for weeks, and they're they're still so winning. It's standpoint. My point. My point. So if Hutchinson has to mind the net for for sixty minutes plus, to, it's so be it, man. There should there should be no consider like they shouldn't like dumb down the the potential of of the of the opportunity because well we don't have Jack Campbell. Well, so what? You may not have Jack Campbell when, when push comes to shove and the shit hits the fan. Don't you think the rest of the group is good enough to do what it needs to do? If, if this group is dependent on everybody being healthy right. and everybody playing at peak and everybody doing everything at the same time in sync, then I don't think it's going to win. Well, there's, there is a reason why depth is important when it comes to, you know, especially the playoffs, because players are going to get hurt. We know that. Um, I mean, last year, obviously, a player like Tavares going down early in the first period of game one um, was, in the end, fatal because it enabled Montreal to be able to shut down Matthews and Marner with the Deneau line. Um, But you have to anticipate things like that happening and be – able to recover from that and be able to fight through that teams have won without their best players, you know, being available. Uh, you, I remember Buffalo getting a game seven of the Eastern conference final about 15 years ago and half their defense was Rochester Amherst guys. So, you know, you, um, if you remember the Carolina uh, Edmonton Stanley cup final, that year when uh, you had, you know, Martin Gerber and a rookie and Cam Ward in goal for one team for another, for the other, for the other team, it ended up being UC Markinen, who was their third string goaltender. Um, Philadelphia and Chicago, you had Michael Layton in there after other, after uh, other goaltenders have gone down. You have to be able to be deep enough and talented enough to be able to fight through. So I'm with that. What the? 
Was that, that Tom was Petty? Phone, that was my phone. Uh, my phone ringer. Yeah. What is that? Tom Petty? No, it was uh, Genesis. Oh. Oh. Uh, okay. It wasn't old, God Bless old, America. No, it was Lee old Genesis. Old Genesis. Not Genesis. <laughs> hey, but the thing about the playoffs, Mike, is it's <laughs> it's a war of attrition. Like you might be down to the the custodian and and the, and the hot dog vendor by the time you know game twenty one yeah. rolls around, right? Because it's who's left to play. Everybody's injured in in the season that, that we're in right now. If if it is Michael Hutchinson, because uh, Walls whatever and. Campbell needs a mental break or something. You just have to, you got to keep pressing on. If, if you look back between the pipes and you're, you're dreading who's there, and I know we'd like to have better, but you've got enough guys who should be able to carry the day. And if you fancy yourself a contender, you just have to, just have to press on. I'm just saying, let's not make too big a deal out of it. And maybe we are guilty of, of having done that in the past. No, I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm I mean, if this team, this, this is a good test for this team. They, they were without Matthews early in the season, and then Matthews really wasn't 100% early on, and we saw how they played. Now, Matthews is a different kettle of fish than, you know, another another player being – they've been without Ilya Mikheyev all year. I mean, they I don't think they've really been phased by the loss of Ilya Mikheyev. Not to say that he's not valuable and they wouldn't be better with him, but it's different when it's Matthews, when it's Marner, when it's Tavares. These are key players, but they have, they have enough – talent that to win games on an ongoing basis. Minnesota is a really good team. So I don't think Marner not being there was a reflection of why the Leafs lost. I think the Leafs lost because for the first part of the game, they were out physical. And for the last part of the game, they couldn't get a power, couldn't get a goal on a power play in overtime and then lost a shootout. It's not a disgrace. They got a point. Now, now they have to, you know, get points in Winnipeg against a tough Jets team. Yeah. And, and the ex look at when you've won five in a row, to win six in a row, the odds are not in your favor. To win an, an like winning five in a row is difficult, but to winning six, winning a seventh, the odds continue to decrease. Um, but when you're when you're doing really well, you're able to kind of subvert those odds. Uh, and in this circumstance, uh, time just ran out on that um, that win streak, but they did get the point, and it's on to Winnipeg. Did you want to add a couple of things on on the Olympic situation before we go? Well, I just, I just think that as we get closer, and I, I've been saying that I was really questioning whether the NHL should go to the Olympics since probably the summer. Um, but now I'm really getting the feeling that they're not because the fact that a player, if they test positive for COVID and the rates of COVID with this new variant coming around have been going up a lot, um, they would have to sequester and quarantine in China for three weeks. And, you know, I'm sorry, there was an, there was an incident a couple months ago, apparently with uh, a member of the, of the Polish Olympic squad that uh, they were going to sequester him in, in China for three weeks. And the Polish government put him on a cargo plane instead, because he couldn't fly on a commercial flight. And I'm like, okay, you're talking about if you're the NHL, you're talking about if God forbid if Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews catch COVID over in China. So okay, and it's like in the in the last few days of the Olympics, they could be gone for most of March because they're quarantining there. This is not something that's going to fly. And I, I, I think that, home. and and play, players are worried about this. Um, so. You know, if it gets worse, which it very well could in terms of COVID uh, transmissibility over the next few weeks, January 10th is the day that the, it's the drop dead date. 
I, I, if I had to bet, I'm betting they don't go. I know, I know a lot of people out there want to see best on best, and so do I, but not in this situation. Wait to the World Cup of Hockey or something like that. You know, we've seen we've seen it before. We can we'll see it again. Um, you know, Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid are very young, so they'll they'll get a chance to play in in the Olympics. But right now, with everything that's going on in the world, I just don't think it's worth the risk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. But we still see ads for the Olympics. We still see companies ginning up hype in order to push product using the Olympics as um, the, you know, the, the catalyst or the event uh, that they're excited to be a part of with the expectation that's coming. And I don't blame them. They've spent so much money. They want to get as many eyeballs uh, on their on their product or their ads as possible leading up to that moment of, of doom or, you know, the decision to, to push forward again, anybody who cares of, about my opinions, uh, they know I could care less about the Olympics and it always traditionally, I've always been ticked off by the break that I had to endure um, when it came to wanting to see the Maple Leafs continue on either their lackluster play or, you know, their ascent at the time. Um, and, and again, I, I just, the thing with the Olympics too, Mike, is <clears throat> before all the preamble and the hype, I, I don't really get into it. And then the, the opening ceremonies happen and, you know, I'll flip on the TV and go, oh, it's already started. And this is bef- this is after television, obviously. When you're in TV, you're, oh, you're getting excited for the local athletes and everything. But then, you know, the first medal happens, and then somebody's shooting a, a thing, and they're skiing and jumping and winning medals. And then I kind of I start following it. And then the, well, there's one hockey game, two hockey games. There's nothing to do. Canada's playing. I'm into it. In the moment, right? Right. But as of now, if they were to say it's it's not happening, I wouldn't blink an eye, wouldn't lose any sleep. It would be fine with me. Last word to you, Michael. Yeah, if if and we're not talking about an overall boycott. It's the NHL, so there will be Olympic hockey. It'll probably be along the lines of 2018, where essentially the Spangler Cup team plays for Canada in the Olympics, and probably a lot of KHLers play for Russia, and a lot of college guys play for Team USA. So, I mean, there will be hockey. It's just, you know, I, I don't think it's worth the – the NHL doesn't want to go, but they promised the players that they would go uh, because they wanted – because the players wanted to go. Now there's talk about players starting to have questions. And if the players start to say this is not something that's worth the risk – then they shouldn't go. So we'll see. I just, I just don't know if I, uh, I one, I, d- I don't like the, the environment, the, you know, the, the environment of, the, the, the political in political context. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we're in, still in the middle of a pandemic, and whether people think it's over or not, I, I'm not going to get into the philosophical um, mind here, and I'm, you know, po- obviously politically charged. Depending on who you talk to, but um, why? You know why? What, what's why? Why do we like right now? There's so many things have been uh, canceled, destroyed, ended because of this pandemic. Is the Olympics bigger than that? Is the is, is the Olympics more important than everything else that it has to take place? So um, right right now, it just doesn't seem like the right time to do something like this. However, when that this much money has been spent in the infrastructure. 
uh, has been created to, to support this and China being China, um, doing what it wants, when it wants in, for, in, in many a uh, situation, then, you know, maybe any other country, it would have been, this event would have been canceled in China. Um, it presses on. OG's Converse, thanks so much for your time this morning. Uh, don't forget to like this post, subscribe to the channel, let your friends know what we are doing. We appreciate uh, the support. The numbers are up. Do have a couple of bits of content, some uh, recent shows that we'd like you to uh, view and maybe go double back and, and get caught up on everything we've done. But in the meantime, we get excited for the next game that the Leafs are involved in, in Winnipeg, and then the many more to come between now and whether there's an Olympic break or not. So for Mike, I'm Norm. Have a great Sunday. We'll talk to you soon.